Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Somebody Has to Say It podcast, where the truth sets you free. My name is Justin. I'm your host, and just want to say thank you so much for joining me, for taking time out of your busy, busy day to uh, to listen to what we have to say, to listen to our heart, to, to uh, share this, to um, like it, to post it, to... All those things that you do on social media, I would greatly appreciate it. To find out more information about Join Us in Prayer and about our podcast, you can look us up on Facebook at the Join Us in Prayer page. Make sure it's not the community Join Us in Prayer, but it's actually the Join Us in Prayer page. The way that you know that you come to the correct one is you'll see J-U-I-P and the little logo there in red. And then you also see uh, join us in prayer in the background um, with Second Chronicles seven fourteen there. So um, another way that you can find out more about us is by going to www.joinusinprayer.org. That's joinusinprayer.org, and uh, you can look on our on that uh, website. You can find out more about us, find you know who we are, why we do what we do, why we believe what we believe. Um, and uh, you can also reach out to us and contact us via that website, or you can also send us an email at J-U-I-P-R-A-Y-E-R at gmail.com. That is J-U-I-P-R-A-Y-E-R at gmail.com. It's only one P. It's basically join us in, which is abbreviated to J-U-I or the initials of it, and then prayer, P-R-A-Y-E-R at gmail.com. Again, thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. Tonight we're going to be talking about something that um, the Lord spoke to me a couple of years ago in 2018. And I want to let you know, whenever I talk about some things that the Lord shared with me, I'm not um, in any way, shape, or form, uh, am, am I trying to say anything to you as far as, well, uh, the Lord spoke or speaks to me, doesn't speak to you, or, hey, look, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm right and you're wrong because the Lord speaks to me. I'm not, I'm not saying any of that. I just want to let you know up front. I'm sharing this with you because I think it's important. I think we're in the transition time that the Lord spoke to me about. <clears throat> and, um, and there will be implications because of it. There will be things that will happen because of it. And I just want you to be aware of it to have a heads up on things that, that may be coming, um, as far as what the Lord has shared with me. Um, I don't. I don't claim to be a prophet. Uh, I'm not saying. Listen to me. I'm. I'm a prophet. You know. I'm saying. Um, listen to what I have to say. If it meshes. If it. If. If it agrees with your heart. If you can see it in the Word of God, and the Lord confirms it to you, then then great. And if not, then I understand that too. And if it doesn't happen, then you know. Then I w- must have missed it somewhere. But this is what the Lord shared with me. I was in my bathroom, uh, and. It was either spring or uh, summer, I believe, of 2018. And I was brushing my teeth, getting ready for bed, and the Lord spoke to me and said, Study the life of Saul and David. And I said, Okay, why, Lord? And he said, Because the church of Saul is about to pass away, and the church of David is about to arise. Now, at the time, to be completely honest with you, I had no earthly idea where to find that story in Scripture. Um, I hadn't studied a whole lot in the Old Testament. You know, I've heard the stories, but I really hadn't taken an opportunity to go and study out uh, certain stories in the Old Testament. So I didn't have any idea where to find this, where, where to find the story of Saul and David. 
Um, so I had to Google it, believe it or not. And so I, go, I Googled it, found out that it was in First Samuel. So I started reading First Samuel. And um, I noticed several things um, in the life of Saul and David. And um, I noticed a, a, quite a few things um, between them, uh, for them, against them, all that kind of stuff. And, and I'm not going to go into all of that this evening. But what I do want to do is I want to address um, a couple of uh, – maybe one or two things that I noticed that I think the Lord really wanted me to key in on. The first thing is is Samuel – or excuse me, Saul. Samuel's in First Samuel also. But Saul was appointed by the Lord or by God. To be the king of Israel, he was anointed by him. He was gifted. He he was he was powerful. He he was amazing in um, the the beginning of his kingship. Uh, his heart was was towards God. The Bible says that God gave him a new heart. Um, he began to do the will of the Lord, and he was strong and mighty and powerful. But the thing of it is, is God replaced him. And that's the key thing. I want to find out why did God replace him? What's the reason behind it? Why did God do uh, – why, why did he appoint Saul and then take the kingdom away from him and then give it to David? And those of you who don't know the story, I'm going to encourage you to go back and read it because this – you know, this is a podcast. I, I don't really have time to go through the entire story, but basically, I will sum up the part that I'm talking about. Saul was, like I said before, he was anointed, he was powerful, he was prophesying. The Bible says, "Is the son of Kish is Saul the son of Kish um, numbered with the, with the prophets?" Because he was prophesying. You don't prophesy without the Holy Spirit. So the anointing, the flow of the Holy Spirit was strong upon his life. And so he, uh, you know, he, he was real humble of heart in the beginning. He was real sensitive towards, um, those, those issues, real compassionate, real uh, understanding. And, um, uh, but yet, yet he defended his people and he did the will of the Lord. Then an instance, something happened in his life where he became disobedient, and he became disobedient. According to him, he was afraid of the people. He stopped doing the will of the Lord in order to satisfy people because he saw people leaving him. He saw people afraid of the enemy, and so instead of um, being obedient to what the Lord has commanded for him, he was disobedient, and because he was disobedient, that's why God replaced him. So rewind a little bit. He started off powerful, humble, um, uh, full of the Spirit, anointed, mighty in, 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 with the Lord. And then later on, after he won a, a victory or two and he got the backing of the people, he got into a tight situation. And in that situation, he was fight, facing an army much larger than his. And in that particular moment, he lost sight of being obedient to God, and he and he started to fear the people. 
So what he did is he took um, Samuel hadn't shown up yet. Samuel the, the the prophet hadn't shown up yet. The only one allowed to offer sacrifices to God. Saul was not not supposed to do that. He was not a prophet. He was not a a priest. Only the prophet or the priest were able to do that. So, um, so he he waited. God didn't show up when he wanted him to, or or Samuel didn't didn't show up when he wanted him to. And so, because of that, he he compromised his obedience in order not to lose people. Does does that sound like anybody we know today? Does that sound like any churches that we know today? Have any churches compromised the gospel, compromised their obedience, compromised the word, compromised their their worship, compromised their teaching, compromised um, their fellowship, compromised any of that stuff because they're afraid of losing people? Now, contrast that with David. David shows up, a meek young fellow. Bible says that, that whenever he played praise and worship, demons or evil spirits would leave Saul. And David is brought into the king's court in order so that the king may get some reprieve from from his uh, oppression from these evil evil spirits, and then the next thing you know, he is he is sent out um, on a mission by his father to go visit his brothers, and he ends up going to um, the battlefield, seeing his brothers there, giving them some food and some provisions, and then he hears what the enemy is saying, the enemy being Goliath. And he learns that Saul has done nothing. Saul hasn't done anything. They haven't sent anybody out to fight the, the Goli- or to fight this beast or the, this uh, this giant. So this whole time, David is basically saying, "What? what you know, what, what's going on? What's got? What would happen to the person that goes out and fight that fights this battle?" You know, David knew something. He knew that um, God had anointed him to be a defender and to fight battles that nobody else wanted to fight he he had already been anointed by god to be the next king but yet he didn't assume that position he just walked in humility waiting upon the lord not 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 being afraid of people but in submission to the people that God had placed over him, he was still doing what the Lord told him to do. He was obedient. So the Bible calls him a man after God's own heart. Think about this for a minute. What does it mean to be a man after God's own heart? Actually, Samuel calls him that whenever he says – whenever he told Saul, he said, no, the kingdom has been taken from you, and he's given it to somebody that is a man after his own heart. What does it mean to be a man after God's heart? To me, it means that God, what's important to you is important to me. God, what you want from me, I want to do for you. God, what you don't want me to do, I don't want to do that. Even if I may desire it, even if you 
uh, even if I'm afraid, even if I'm facing hard times, even if I'm facing losing everybody and everything, if you commanded me to do something, I don't want to do it because you have commanded me and your commandments are what are special to me. And he, he cared about the things that the Lord cared about. That's why he is a man after his own heart. And that's the reason why God chose him in order to replace Saul as king of, of Israel or king of his people, the Jewish nation. So you can see the difference there. And I don't want to get off into too many things and make this too long, but I do want to, I do want to say that, um, we have got to become like David if we're not. If, if we're more like Saul, we need to repent. We need to say, Lord, forgive me for fearing people and being disobedient because I'm afraid and help me to start to, to, uh, to be obedient to your word, to love your word more than what I love from other people. Because in this day and in this age, guys, um, with everything that we are facing politically, um, you know, I mean everything, it, it's everywhere. It's in our education system. It's it, it's in a lot of our churches, um, you know. Uh, we're going to have to stand up and say no sometimes. And right now, there's not a lot of that happening. There is a few people here and there saying no, 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 no. But for the majority, a lot of us are silent. But there's going to come a time where we're going to have to slay Goliath. Where Goliath is standing over us and just mocking our God, mocking our people, mocking uh, everything that we stand about, you know, stand for, and we're just standing back saying, okay, yeah, go ahead. Just don't hurt me. Just don't take away from me what you say you're going to take away from me. Just, you know, just, maybe if we don't fight it, maybe, maybe he will just one day get tired of shouting over us and he'll just go away. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. The people of God have got to stand up and they have to start speaking the truth. We have to start, uh, we have to start being 100% obedient to the Word of God. We have to start doing the things that God wants us to do. Not because we feel like, well, we're going to lose everything if we do, but we, we've got to do it because that's the important thing to us. That's the important thing to us. And when we make the, when we make his heart our desire, (laughs) his heart our desire, whenever we come to those battlefields, it'll be an automatic reaction to say, shut up, shut up, giant. You don't know who you're talking about. That's my God. The battle is the Lord's. You see the difference? There's a reason why Saul was hiding in his tent on the other side because he had not – he had lost the anointing. He had lost the anointing and he knew it. There's a reason why a lot of churches are not saying anything. If I venture to guess, I would have to say because they've lost the anointing and the second thing is is that they um, they they lack – let me, how do I say this? They are afraid of offending people. 
they don't want to offend people because they don't want to lose membership. And if they lose membership, then they won't get their tithes and their offerings. If they lose all that stuff, then they won't have a church anymore. And guys, it's never been about that. It's never been about any of that stuff. Where where has the thought process and, and the desire of our hearts gone that used to say, Lord, if I lose everything but I still have you, then I have everything? It's time that we get this right again, that we repent from, from making decisions based upon what other people think instead of what the Lord thinks. It's time to repent of... Uh, trying to please other people instead of trying to please him and doing what he has commanded us to do and trusting him with the rest of it. Trusting him with the rest of it. And we'll say this. You, you know what happens um, in that particular story because here's the thing. David killed Goliath. Then he was put in charge of, of a portion of the army by Saul. And then Saul would send him out to fight his battles. Saul would send David out to fight Saul's battles. David would have great victories. They would come back. They would sing songs. Or the, the children of Israel would sing songs like Saul has slayed his thousands and David's his ten thousands. And then all of a sudden... Um, Saul is enraged because he's afraid that he's going to lose everything that he has, that his kingship, his son is not going to be king, even though the Lord told him already, no, no, you're done, your family's finished. And and he begins to turn on, on David because he's afraid. Davids are always welcome in the household of Saul until Saul no longer gets the, the, uh, the praise for David's uh, victories. When David starts to get praise for his own victories, there becomes a conflict between Saul and David. And brother and sister in Christ, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing that we are headed down that direction right now because, um, there is a, there is a, there's part of us that don't want to fight, that just want to go along to get along, and there's part of us that, that are, that are going to want to fight, and there's part of us that are going to have, or want to stand up, and the other people are going to be like, no, shh, 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 quiet, see the trouble you're causing us? There's going to become this division where the Sauls are going to pass away and the Davids are going to arise. I believe in some some places and some uh, churches, you're going to see a flip-flop of leadership. But David didn't lead the same way that, that Saul leads. David does not lead the same way Saul leads. Saul leads by fear. David leads by the knowledge and the word of God and by what God has told him to do. And when he doesn't know what to do, he inquires of the Lord. Read it for yourself. It's in First Samuel. I mean, it's the whole thing is 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 amazing. We're going to start seeing these things happening. And, and listen, I, I'm I'm not trying to um, I'm not trying to say, well, David is better than Saul or whatever, because you know God chose Saul. God handpicked Saul, and He handpicked David. But what what I'm saying is that we have got to uh, those of us who have um, made wrong decisions because we stopped fearing God. We've got to turn around and we got to stop and we have to start fearing. We have to start fearing God again and not fearing men. 
make our decisions based upon what the Lord has told us to do, based upon what his commands are, and do not compromise those things. Do not compromise those things. Don't make up excuses as to why you have to compromise those things. Because what is going to end up happening is Goliath, he may be asking for one man to come and fight, but it when when that one man doesn't come, then the, he will hold the uh, rest of the people on the other side of the valley uh, motionless for as ever long as he can until David shows up. That's why we cannot we cannot lose uh, the Holy Spirit. We cannot lose. Um, we cannot lose that unction. We can't lose the anointing. We cannot, we have to walk according to that. The way that we keep that is by maintaining our um, obedience to his words and his commands and by producing fruit. Look at John 15. When he talks about the branches abiding in him, the only way to produce fruit is to abide in him. And, and the way that we remain in him is to produce fruit because we remain. But if we don't produce fruit, the Bible says that the husbandman or the father comes by and cuts off those branches and throws them into a fire. I don't want to be one of those branches. I want to be one of the branches that produces fruit day in, day out. So let's let's remember this, okay? Every day is a new day. If you if you've made those decisions and you regret it, pour out your heart to God, repent. Ask for for his forgiveness. And if you're a David, keep pressing in. If you're a David, keep honoring his word. Even when it doesn't look like the promise that he has given you of the kingship is ever going to come to, to pass. Because how you treat the lion and the bear and the giants determines um, – you passing those tests determines um, your next step, step and your next stage. You got to go through those tests. And I'm telling you, once you pass those tests and you stand straight and strong and you, and you are, um, in obedience to his word and humble at heart and doing the things he's told you to do and submitting to those um, around you um, that are in authority over you, it's, it's <laughs> you will see God's promotion. And lastly, when Saul persecuted David, David had ample opportunity to take his own revenge into his own hands basically and he didn't there were several times that he could have killed Saul see but with David it wasn't about the power it wasn't about the uh, it wasn't about having a following it wasn't about having um, having people look to you as a leader, it wasn't about any of that stuff. What it was about was being obedient to the Lord and obeying his commands and and honoring the people that God says to honor. If David didn't care about those things, he would have killed Saul. He would have killed Saul, but he didn't. He understood that was not his place. He understood that yes, I am the next king, but it is not my responsibility to take care of Saul. So the Davids that are out there, do what you do with a humble heart. Seek the Lord. Spread the truth. 
follow after wisdom and let your speech be full of 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 good things but do speak the truth and watch what god does watch what god does well guys i'm going to end it right there we're almost at 25 minutes so i'm going to go ahead and wrap it up but um let's pray for just a quick second about this and uh, and then we'll we'll wrap it up from here. Father, I thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to share what you have put on my heart, Lord, what you have spoken to me a couple of years ago, Father. Father, I pray that uh, for the souls out there, Lord God, that they would open, that their eyes would be open, that they would see their compromise, Father, that they would know that they need to repent, that they that that they don't keep thinking everything's good because they have a following. But that, boy, that they would repent, that they have know that they they have disappointed uh, disappointed you, and that they have left your word, Father. That they have stopped being obedient in order to to um, to to build a following, Lord, to please people, Lord. And I just ask that you would um, that you would radically um, wake them up in Jesus' name, Lord. And for the Davids, Father, I pray that you would um, protect them, keep them safe, Father God, from any persecution, from any um, uh, from any attacks, Lord, whether it comes from Saul or from the outside, Lord. And I just ask in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would um, that you would. Give them wisdom, Father, more anointing, Lord, that you would work miracles through them, Father, I pray in Jesus' name. We give you glory and honor and praise for it, Father God, in Jesus' name. Like David was known as a worshiper of God, let us, David's, in this day, in this hour, be known as worshipers of God, pleasers of God, people that 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 um, are after God's own heart. Not after building a following, building a a, a um, fellowship or whatever, but we're we're building the kingdom, and we're doing it by following Jesus, by being obedient to His words, by honoring Him in everything that we do, day in and day out, with all of our hearts, with all of our minds, with all of our souls, with everything that we are, in Jesus' name, and we give you praise and glory and honor for it, Lord. Amen. Well, thank you guys again. I really appreciate you listening. Um, again, the Facebook page is uh, Join Us in Prayer. It's the Facebook page, not the Facebook um, community. And the website is www.joinusinprayer.org. You guys have a blessed, blessed day. God bless.